Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are very limited, so you gotta get yours today. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell. Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com and don't be left out. Now please, I must go back to reading my own book and tending to my fire. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kozowski, and beside me is... Ben Durant! How's it going, Ben? Great, how are you? Good, good. Uh, today's episode is the, well, season two, episode nine, but actually it's episode 16, and by far my favorite episode. Oh, that's awesome. By it, far my it favorite It is episode. really good. I mean, like, just about every scene, there's something happening. You're getting new information. It yes. feels like we're we're coming to the end of maybe this mystery. Yeah, and it, it, it actually works like a good ending. Yeah. Like if, you, like, if you wanted to show someone this show, I would say watch episodes 1 through 16 and be satisfied. Like, yeah. I know we're going to – I will watch the whole thing. Right. But I feel like 1 through 16 – you could probably get away with just showing them that person that. Yeah, if you want a satisfying ending where you're not scratching your head or, or not clear on stuff, maybe the first 16 are, are what you want to watch. I mean, yeah. I really still love the ending of this series. I love the uh, there's stuff I like about Firewalk and Me. I'm excited so, to get to that. Yeah, yeah, the movie there. So there's still plenty of stuff that are interesting, but this this is a solid 16 episodes. And, and it's, yeah, I, and there's always this debate whether uh, should Lynch never wanted, David Lynch never wanted to complete, if, you know, find out who killed Laura Palmer like he's like oh we'll go 10 years we'll go forever <laughs> and because that's the mystery I mean the yeah, idea is yeah. that it's like it's like once and, and there is some truth to this if if you take away the mystery of who killed Laura Palmer people aren't going to be as interested there's not as much yeah there's not where more do you go intrigue, yeah. but at the same time you didn't get the you, we wouldn't have got these amazing episodes if there if if ABC didn't force them to to wrap it up and stuff I so I mean yeah, yeah. so and I I guess since we're talking about the uh, the end, you know, I watched this when it was originally on in 1990, and uh, I thought it was the end of the series. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I, is it coming back next week?" I mean, I, I, I really thought I thought that was it, and it's like, I mean, it, it's not like I could run to the internet and be like, "Oh, what's happening next week?" and yeah, stuff. So I was yeah. kind of like, I was scratching my head, and it's like, I, I'll, "I'll tune in, I'll, I'll see if it's on Saturday next week." But I, I really thought it might have been the end of the show. I totally agree. I watched this going, "Wow, I feel so satisfied." After watching this episode, yeah. I feel um, satisfied, and I feel like, wow, I, I I would be satisfied if that was the end. Hmm. So, but I'm excited to see what goes beyond. I, you know, I, I'm up, I'm not beyond this episode. I'm pretty much on par with everything, and yeah, I'm 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 still reeling. I'm still. Th- I watched this a couple of days ago. And I've been thinking about it and dying to talk about it, so I'm very excited for today. And so, so why don't I talk about the episode? I mean, uh, yeah, give us uh, the facts give, before the facts. we get into uh, we get into okay, it. Okay, so this is episode 16, and it's written by Mark Frost, Harley Payton, and Robert Angles. It's directed by Tim Hunter. Now, Tim Hunter, not to interrupt you, but yes, has he ever directed an episode before? 
I thought he did. I thought he did. I wish I could remember which one he did. He's well known for a River River's Edge film. Okay. And uh, but I th- I thought he did. I wish I could remember because which one he might. His, his, the directing in this film mm. the film the directing in this episode is yeah. by far the best. Even not to take away from David Lynch's his, his style is a lot different, but the style of this episode is very cinematic. Yeah. Almost like you're watching an action cop movie um the camera angles um very different for twin peaks i thought um they looked like there are high angles below when they're in the diner you have like this weird looking up looking down like yeah uh, i don't i noticed it right away because it was very a big departure for twin peaks um a normal episode it felt very different it felt special you and know? if i remember right i mean i might be confusing directors but i feel like he was given a lot more leeway than any of the other directors on the show really? like i think because of his his direct his hmm. film directing experience and, and, and they trusted his style that he might be able to do some angles and things that other like there wasn't a lot of a lot of uh Things that the directors had to follow, but I think that certain things they weren't allowed to do a certain angle, and I think he had a little more freedom on on what he could do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I that was pr- it's probably my favorite part of this episode is just the the directing, the way the angles were, the cinematography, everything about it was so cool and so different. So, so yeah, so it, t- uh, Tim Hunter directed this episode. It aired on December first, nineteen ninety. Uh, the ratings was a 5.4. It was in the 83 place for the week. So that was 70-something 70, 70 last it, week? Yeah, was it 60 or 70? Yeah, it was yeah. something like that. So, again, it's not as good. But, you know, so what I thought I'd think about is, like, you know, so this is 5.4. I think in today's standards for television, you know, you have a football game, which is probably the most popular thing of the week. It might place one point something. You know what I mean? So, like, if 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 twi- if, if, twi- if yeah, if a TV show could get a 5.4 rating – Today that would be an amazing, you know, it would be unbelievable uh, uh, ratings and stuff. So, many so it's kind of, yeah, yeah. but it's just yeah, that's right. Today yeah. we have the internet, we have a lot more TV channels, and we yeah. have the DVRs, and so yeah. people don't watch TV as much. So it's kind of too bad that like, oh, this would be successful <laughs> if you could get that. And that's in some ways you wonder why if they're, you know, we're seeing these return uh, these these TV shows returning like X Files and stuff, and maybe they think, hey, if X Files can get the same numbers they got when they were originally on. You know, maybe we should bring it back and yeah. you know, get great ratings and stuff. Like yeah. they, don't, they don't need as high ratings as they did in the past. But. And I think uh, when it airs, it's building this following, and then over these years, it's collected a cult following, and that cult following has grown up and shown other people. And I think so much time has passed that the ratings will be very good for season three. I, I bet you anything, they'll be really a yeah. lot of people will be tuning in. Yeah. So. So uh, Tim Hunter did direct three episodes of Twin Peaks. He directed uh, the fifth episode okay. of the first season, and uh, this episode, and then he he uh, another one. I, I actually think it might be the the episode the the second to last episode. I might be wrong about that, but it's it's one of the it's near the end of the series okay. that he he will direct one more time. Cool. I liked his style. It was really cool. So I just I thought it would be interesting to say too is that uh, the show wasn't on the week before because it was Thanksgiving. So I mean, every oh. once in a while they will have they they'll take a week off. But to yeah. go from yeah, what was last last week? Yeah, last week was uh, fifteen. So oh, yeah. that was the week where we we already knew that Maddie was killed and Leland was kind of like playing golf and things. You know, we kind of realized there was a, who the murderer was and that he was getting away with yeah. it, with it and stuff. So yep. it's funny to go from there and then have to wait two weeks before we get to this episode. Yeah, Thanksgiving. You have your Thanksgiving dinner and then we get to find out what the heck's gonna happen. Yeah. So, so we. Well, yeah, where are we gonna start here? The log lady. The Log Lady oh, yes, the on, log, the, 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 on the Blu-ray. Right, the uh, the intros, the Log Lady intros. Um, It's interesting because what she said kind of corresponds. I don't know if you saw the Log Lady for this one. I did not. I, I don't know what my deal is with not watching the Log Lady. I like the Log Lady. I, I think I think I want to go back to my childhood and just watch the show as I remember and, it. Yeah. And I do want to – I, I actually still – whether we do it on, on this show or not, I do want to go through it, all the Log Ladies and watch them again and stuff. But tell me about the okay, Log Lady. Okay, the Log Lady – we know, but why? That's basically her pig. Her uh, that's the gist. I'm not. I'm paraphrasing. Actually, I did. I did watch this. We know, but why? Right. And in this episode, 
there is a great conversation mm. and they actually say they actually are thinking out loud yeah to near each the other, end of the scene, uh, end of the episode here the whole my favorite like, part yeah it's so really good. good yeah yeah right so we we know that we know that the murder happened but we don't do we understand why that exactly. this something like happens yeah it's, yeah so it's, I think that's, I mean, you know, David Lynch is the one that's writing the long lady intro. So in a way, he's kind of like, re- and, and the thing is, he, he can kind of, uh, the, the series has already happened, yep. and uh, the movie has already happened, and it's 1993, and he can work on these long lady intros. So he, in a way, he can look back and kind of reshape things. Yep. So by, by long lady saying this, it's kind of like, you think you know the answer, or you think you got everything, but there's more mystery out yeah, there. And yeah. I do like that, but it's it, he can kind of reshape it. So that's another thing that's kind of weird. It's almost yep. like, um, what, what do they call it, that? Uh, quarterback, uh, you know, I can't even think what you're thinking, but to be, to be able to look back on something like that. Hindsight. Hindsight is 2020 20, or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but he, it, it, that kind of twists things, too, in a way. It's like you, yep, yeah, because it shifts your view, almost, of watching yeah. it. With, right. If I didn't see the log lady, I wouldn't think about that. Yeah. Because I saw it. The whole time I'm going, what does she mean? Right. And, you know. And it's still, I think it was, I don't know if it was the episode, the last episode you were telling with the long lady or two episodes ago, but it, it really, that episode about the, about circle, about pain yeah. and circle, I feel like it really is appropriate for this episode. And that's why when you bring these things up, I don't want to talk about sometimes the log lady because mm. I really felt like that, that, yeah, that, that, con- that conversation or that thing that she had about the, uh, going full circle and the pain and all that yes. really is appropriate to what we're going to talk. Oh, Definitely. So, the first shot of the episode reminded me of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, and we, we we get to find that uh, Albert's back. Yeah, Albert's back. So that was really cool. The funny thing is, is that you know uh, Gordon Cole's like. Albert will not be coming back. I know. And then, <laughs> and then he comes back. The next episode, he's I think, back. I think we spoke about that the actor had another job, and he would come back when he wasn't working on that job. Okay. So I think that's how, how it came but about. This was a, an appropriate episode to be back in oh yeah but i just like the beginning they're all walking slow i'm trying but, to remember the, mu- the music for re- the reservoir dogs but it's like oh, you know like little green bag yeah little green bag. <laughs> you could totally put the yes. music on as as albert and cooper and truman and hawk are walking down the road I know. together i bet you someone has i bet you it's on youtube <laughs> if not, somebody do that we- <laughs> <laughs> i would love to see that um so they find a letter z uh oh in the nail in maddie's nail oh and yep. we, I think we saw Leland do that actually. Put the, put the yeah. letter underneath the nail. And I think we, I think we already talked about it because uh, because we know because we know of the uh, European ending. We know that it's it's going to spell uh, Robert or yes. Robertson. But, yeah. and, and it does talk about it in this episode as well. They, yeah, they do talk about how it's going to spell Robert Bob. And we did mention that a while ago. Um, you know, Bob was another. A uh, version of Robert. Yes, the duality. A uh, one name can have dual meanings. Mm. Dual, you know. We did talk hit about uh, upon that, and I was very proud of ourselves because <laughs> I was like, I we nailed that. We nailed the whole duality with the names. Oh yeah, you know. So that was really cool. So also, in my notes, um, just follow to Cooper. Why did I write just follow to Cooper? I mean, I think I mean, is this where Albert the gonna... White Fox? Ah, uh, <laughs> so no. <laughs> or right, let's go into the fox. I mean, yes, so, the so, fox. Do you know what that's from now? Or I mean, well, okay. I did mention last episode, or no? Uh, it was a few episodes. A few episodes ago. ago, Leland walks in and he sits down in Ben Horn's office. Ben Horn's and he sees the White Fox and he pulls the fur. Yeah, it's and like what put, is he And I sit there. What does that mean? You're like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> And you're so good at hiding. <laughs> oh, good. So I do have a poker face yes, a little bit. Because I was like, they mentioned the white fox. Yes. And then there's a scene where they're staring at the white fox. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, it did mean something. But you, I, I, and this is funny. At the time, you were thinking it was Ben Horn was the killer, too. So I wasn't I, I wasn't sure if you knew it was Leland or not. And it's like, I am not going to say anything until oh, we get to that end. Oh, I got so, you. If I felt like if I could say anything, I mean, that's Leland is basically taking that to frame Ben Horn yes. as the killer. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I, I think at some point, uh, Albert's going to basically say, trust your, you know, trust your instincts and, and follow it. And, you know, maybe that's what that's he's talking what about. It, Albert's yeah, talking. because he, he says to do your dance. Do it. All right, here you go. Bring it up. This sounds good. 
an observation. This is a... I don't know where this is headed. But the only one of us with the coordinates for this destination and his hardware is you. Go on whatever vision quest you require. Stand on the rim of the volcano. Stand alone and do your dance. Just find this beast before he takes another bite. That's exactly... That that was such a cool little uh scene Especially coming from Albert, who is very pessimistic and like he's yeah. not really he's kinda like, listen, and, and usually he makes jokes like, Oh, you saw a giant and you do this and like he's like, You know what? You're the only person that can figure this out. You've been right most you know, the pretty yeah. much the whole time. Yeah. Just follow your instincts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And it, like it was such a cool scene and I was just like, Yeah, so Cooper, they know. Cooper's he's the key to yeah. figure this out. Um now they jump back to James and Donna. And it's like a promise ring. I mean, there's not much we really have to cover here. Well, the I only mean, thing I'll cover is that, th- that there seems to be a theme in this episode with rings. And I thought yes. it was interesting that... Uh, yes, the that, parallels of the rings. Yeah, yeah, right. So we have we have James, the promise ring. And then later on, we'll have Cooper's yep. ring. And later on, we also have uh, one-armed man talking about a ring yes. as well. Or at least a full circle and stuff. Yep. So it's just... I like that, that there's that duality of, you know... Triple alley. Tri- triple alley. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, the whole ring thing right. is in this episode. And what does the ring mean, really? I mean, a promise. It's ring, a promise, but I mean, it's a promise. I mean, it's a promise. It's a package agreement between these lovers. It's a package mm-hmm. agreement between Cooper and this giant yep. spiritual thing. And it seems like there's a pack agreement between Mike and Bob. I know we're getting ahead, and we won't get too much more into that. But I mean, yep. I mean, I think that's the whole idea of the ring that you're kind of like yeah. you're agreeing to kind of work together and have this partnership mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, and at first I'm like, is he going to propose? I was like, oh, it's just a promise ring. All right, well. I won't ever cheat on you again with Maddie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even though. And it's kind of funny, like, you know, Maddie just died, and now they're back to, like, oh, life is good again. We're no, good. but do they know Maddie's dead? Uh, oh, no, they oh, don't you're know. right. They oh, don't you're absolutely know. right. I'm ahead. <laughs> you're, I, I, yeah, you're right. They don't know. They don't know. Um, But they go to the next scene, which I don't know. We don't have to talk I'm, too much about, but nah. just the directing of this this mundane scene between um, yeah norma's mom is spitting out the food doesn't like it but look at the angle the angles i'm saying like it it's like different usually uh twin peaks diner scene is head on yeah all the time just you know and they would always complain that they had a hard time shooting in the diner because it wasn't a lot of room but yeah it looks good i mean it looks great yeah it's like the eggs are bad and yeah i don't know really it's not much of anything And then, um, and then I think uh, James and uh, Donna see Andy, and he's saying, "Oh, he's talking French." French. And it's like, "I'm a lonely soul." Yeah, I think that was the one of the last things that. Uh, but she says, "Do you know Miss Trumond? Yeah. Who lives next door to uh, Harold, and stuff." So, uh, so I think there's trying to put a connection yeah. there that maybe. Yeah, it just. A connection. Why so, was he there just speaking French for no reason? And, <laughs> and well, you know, so in the, in the, uh, in our, uh, the 1900 hotline messages, he did say, I think it was one of the, one of those messages that yeah. he said that he took French class in high school or something like that. I mean, at least, <laughs> at least you get a connection of the backstory of Andy, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, basically. And now she's got to go find uh, Agent Cooper here to give, yeah. find out that she might have more information about this mystery. Exactly. So that basically, Andy being in the diner just pushes uh, Donna to go find Cooper. Yeah. Um, so why don't we, I mean, maybe we should, uh, we should bring up some audio because I like this stuff. And sure. She has a grandson, and he said this to me the same words that are in Harold Smith's suicide note. Maybe the boys said the same thing to Harold. No, Harold's world was in his words. The suicide note has to be a message. It all leads back here. I right, can bring it down, but and it won't go back. It doesn't really. It well. Oh, there's a woman. Right. And you come to find out the lady who supposedly was never there. Yeah. So Mrs. Trumond is not as an old lady, and there's no grandson, and it's some other lady. Yeah. Which is a weird mystery and st- stuff. Yeah. So wh- who do you think the old lady was with the kid? Because she's like, I, I have theories, but I'll share with you in, at some point. Uh, you, uh, so so it, you think Donna was seeing another dead person? Maybe. Or something related to that. Yeah. So, you know, in the unseen Twin Peaks in the script, uh, she I think she mentions to Cooper, uh, she only delivered meals to Miss Tremond home once, and then the rest of the time she she was told to just leave the food on the steps. Mm. So in a way, it's kind of interesting. It's like you know, was was she there all the time, or was it always this woman? But it, uh. it was interesting that 
So now she has a, a note from Harold, and yes. I think I'd love to have the audio up again sure. for this part. So she's gonna open up the letter from Harold here. It's Laura's diary. Oh. Page yeah. from her diary. Read it. February 22nd. Last night I had the strangest dream. I was in a red room with a small man dressed in red and an old man sitting in a chair. I tried to talk to him. I wanted to tell him who Bob is because I thought he could help me. But my words came out slow and odd. It was frustrating trying to talk. I got up and walked to the old man. Then I leaned over and whispered the secret in his ear. Somebody has to stop Bob. Bob's only afraid of one man. He told me once. A man named Mike. I wonder if this was Mike in my dream. Yeah, this scene was so cool. Yeah. Um, and this kind of go back to back yeah. to when we when we were at, uh, doing episode one, we were discussing it. I brought up that in the script there was ta- uh, the the episode ends with uh, Jacoby, Doctor Jacoby, listening to his t- tapes from Laura, yep. and it ends with Laura saying, "I had a dream," and in this dream was basically this was the whole red room and basically and so it's kind of cool that it did come back to the show you know later on yeah and um yeah like how laura so laura and cooper had a dream together yeah Um, or or the same dream yeah all right but she was already dead and he had the dream so he was receiving the dream from her in the afterlife yeah, it's complicated, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Is that the mystery? We don't know. Why. Is it a vision? Is it a mystery? Is it is it the future? Is it the past? Is yeah, it, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty insane. And and she brings up this whole thing about the only person that can stop Bob is Mike, and she thinks that Cooper could be Mike. And uh, in the in the, uns- the, the in the script, I think Cooper just says it's not that important, but but in her dream, I was Mike or something like that. But so mm. it's in. But I like this idea of. If Mike is, at least it seems almost like Mike is a hero. He can stop Bob, and in some ways, Cooper could be that hero that yeah. could possibly oh, stop Bob and stuff. Exactly. But, but yeah. I, yeah, but I like that idea that maybe we now know Mike uh, is the one person that can maybe yep. you know stop this. Yeah. So we know we know who the killer is. We know who's possessed the killer, and then we know who the hero is. But. There's two killers and there's two heroes. I mean, you have yeah. Cooper and you have Mike and right. you have Leland and you have Bob. Yep. You know? True. Duality. Cool. Duality yeah. on both sides, right? It's awesome. Um, so, the ring slash the giant would help him find Bob. And I think after this scene... He's, yeah. I, I think you're I'm right. jumping too ahead. No, no, you're no, you're you're right. We're gonna go to we're gonna go see Mike now. Oh, the Mike's in bed. One arm man. He and so after this episode, well, well, why don't we bring up the audio again? Because I have things to talk about with okay. this. Bob is killed again. I need to know something. I need you to help. Bob was in my dream, Laura Palmer was in my dream, so were you. And Laura dreamt about me the night before she died. The same dream that I had. I need to unlock that. I need the answer is inside of me. Bob and I, when we were killing together, there was this this perfect relationship. Appetite, satisfaction, a golden circle. Golden circle. There's the ring. Yep, his yes, ring. He gave ring. his ring to the giant, the giant and stuff. So after this scene, is this when they go to? Well, oh, a, oh no, this no. is a big scene though. I mean, that's this a, a he's basically scene. Mike is saying that they killed together and that they have this this relationship yeah, they together. Yeah. And in the script, I mean, this is unseen Twin Peaks. He says Bob is a fire spirit, so we are both creatures of fire. I mean, they didn't put that, and maybe that's too cheesy, and maybe that doesn't work. But yeah, it's still yeah. interesting. But yeah, B- B- Bob and I, when we were killing together, there was a perfect relationship, appetite, satisfaction, satisfac- satisfaction, Action. and a golden circle, and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 
That yeah. is there was this union. There was this some kind of relationship, and we know that. Uh, when Mike saw the face of God, and it's funny, sometimes you hear these biblical things, but you don't, I mean, it doesn't really mean, it doesn't mean our, our Christian God, it can mm. mean something else. But when he saw yeah. the face of God, he tore his arm off and he was changed and he wasn't part of this relationship with Bob anymore. Yeah, but, and it's interesting because he tore his arm off to not be evil, I evil, guess, yeah. but he still has the spirit in him. Yeah. So the spirit's not evil anymore? Because he said he took the arm off to get rid of the spirit, but he's still being possessed because we go between two different characters with him. Right. We go between the shoe salesman, I don't know what's going on, yeah. to like, all, he doesn't take his uh, medication and then he gets possessed. So, I mean, it's so. Mike is just like Leland, I think, or maybe if we understand Leland, that yeah. he's just, I mean, uh, no, oh, I should say Philip Gerard. Philip Gerard, Gerard is the host. And then there's a spirit within him. So I, so the spirit, I would look, I would look at it as almost the spirit is the arm has been cut off. But I mean, it's a, but it's, it's still not there. Like a, it's not a physical. Yeah, because he's talking to the spirit right now, and he does that deep voice. Right. That is not Gerard. Right. That's that's the spirit. That's Mike. Right. That's, so yeah, it's Mike. So the spirit is still in him, but it 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 decided. It couldn't do no harm. The actor, I know, I don't know if this is true, but the actors felt that both Bob and Mike had tattoos on them. That's what it was. It was a tattoo, right? And in 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 the physical world, uh, in the physical world, uh, Ger- Gerard Philip Gerard would say it said "Mom," but I believe that for the spirits, it said I think it said "Firewalk with me" or something. Okay. I, I I I think that's what I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Yeah. So they cut the arm off, right? And he got rid of the. The appetite of wanting to kill. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, it will come up again later on down the road. We might have some more answers about the arm. Yeah. And stuff, so it's but... the spirit that had the change of heart. Right. It's not. Yeah, the, it's, it's not the man. It's not, not him. The, it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll get into. But yeah, more. so you had some other things you wanted to talk about too. What was? Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. So I. Yeah. It's next a lot to week, take in. Yeah. Next week we're gonna have Joel. On yep. again. Joel Bacco. Yeah, Joel Bacco. And, and we're going to um, we're gonna have a whole episode where we're just going to talk about the killer. Yeah. So I think we're going to try to break it down. I mean, I want to look at almost – I want to look at a lot of basically the the past 16 and see where there might be clues where yep. where it showed that Leland was the killer. And I know, yeah, you have a lot to talk about. Yeah, so I think and, I'll uh, pin it here. Joel has a lot to talk about. Yeah, so we'll get into more of that kind of stuff next week. So definitely tune in next week. It's It should be an awesome show. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. <laughs> also, also, um, after this episode, I don't know if I want to bring it up here. Maybe I will. Um, I have, I've slightly changed my mind. I kind of, kind of, your, your thought about a couple episodes ago when, uh, Mike, he goes running into the room to escape the room. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the cop, he hits the cop over the head and right. then the camera hands up and he's gone out of the yeah. room you're like don't you think he turned into an owl i mean you have no you had no reference to that i so. didn't until this episode I know though, that, right. until this episode because i mean it's implied or maybe you know but like the spirits are the owls right that's what i believe and, yeah and and that's how they get around so quickly and yeah. bob got or, from or, there to there pretty quick or i actually wondered if, if they're not in humans and they want to be move around, right? They would yeah. maybe move around through the owls, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I, I thought your theory wasn't so far fetched. Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask Joel too what he thought of that and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was implied or we're just supposed to be like, oh, he just he just mysteriously disappeared and. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like that theory now because a one armed guy jumping out a window doesn't seem that that quickly. Right. Seemed a little far fetched. What do you want to talk about next? Because I know. Well, what's, what, what goes next? I, the old man. It's funny. Right, the, the, he, I, I was calling the waiter. The I waiter. Guess, right. And he's like, but it's getting warmer now. His milk was cold, and now he's getting warmer. So I think the milk metaphor is saying you are physically, you're getting warmer to the killer. Yep. 
and you'll have right. hot milk when you find the you'll find who the killer is. Your milk. <laughs> well, will be it's hot. like you know you play the game of like like you hide something and it's like yeah. oh you're getting warmer oh colder colder cold warm warm warm, warm. So, yeah that's exactly yeah. what this guy's doing with right. the milk. It doesn't seem odd to you that like so is I mean I think I brought this up to you. Do you think he's somehow related to the, the giant? giant? I do. Yeah. There's the fox. Yep. So the fox. So uh, I've been harping on for the last couple weeks. Cooper is looking at the fox in uh, Ben Horn's office. Yeah. And. Uh, White stuff, Fox. Yeah. Clues. And now, still, the clues they think point to Ben, but I still feel they have no hard evidence. They have all these clues. Yeah, there's a phone call and the white fox and all this stuff, but there's no hard evidence. And yeah. then they get the blood test. And I'm assuming, because they don't give it to us on the show, that the blood test. Doesn't match. No, I think it did. It did. I think it. I, think, I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought that. I thought that. It, I thought right around the. T- I thought right. Uh, I did thought they near, near the jail cell. They said we thought it matched, but it doesn't match or something. But maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't say. Because I remember he uh, Albert gives him the blood test yeah. and they cut away. Okay. I believe they don't mention the blood test. See, I give he. Um, Blender's blood test. You want to bring it up here? So yeah, we, since we're then, talking about it here. Oh, Cooper's showing Truman. Yeah. And oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They didn't show. They don't. It's like sort of like this mystery. Like right. the funny thing is, as the from the to the audience, it doesn't need to be a mystery because we already know who the killer is. Exactly. So it's kind of silly in a way that but like they the, didn't. Yeah, and I, I, so I think I, I don't think it matches. Now, Lucy and. Yeah, Lucy and Andy are still talking baby stuff, and Sperm Dick and, and yeah, I, I, <laughs> Dick I, I, is Dick the father and all that stuff. I, I skipped over. We, oh, I don't think we need to no, get into it. And then we also have another scene with Ben and uh, uh, Mr. T there, Mr. Tarja Marja. Uh, Tarja Marja. Marja. Okay, Mr. T comes clean. It's Wait, Kathleen. Right. Shows Ben her his her foot. Right. With, Which in the first season he kissed her feet. Yes. Of that. He loves. It. He loves his foot fetish. And basically, short, long story, very short, Catherine gave Ben and says, hey, if you sign this back over to me, I will uh, say you're innocent. Yes. He does it, gives it back to her, and she's like, well, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you. Yeah, and Ben starts freaking out. So, I I mean, other than everything else, this was the, the loose, the... The one plot line that's going to continue to the next episode. Yeah. But it didn't bother me that much, you know? Yeah. But this is, I'm, I'm, this is that like one loose string. Yeah, there's a few loose strings, but like, do we care? Yeah, enough? I don't really care yeah. if Horn gets his property back. Um, <laughs> but I mean, when he goes to jail. I mean, yeah. But they know he's innocent. Yeah, right. Because they figure it out. And so Catherine, she gets her property back. Ben's just screwed now. I mean, he has a property, but he gets his freedom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought this scene um, coming up right now was with Leland. Leland's comes and Donna stops yes. by. Yes. Now I think Donna starts getting Leland like um, paranoid about the diary because she mentions um, we got a page of the diary. He's mm. like, "Oh, they, the police took that diary." No, the secret diary, and yeah. he gets so. Like, oh, no. Yeah. And he's getting sloppy because the fact that it's broad daylight and then it looks like he he's going to kill Donna. Right. In broad daylight. And then the doorbell rings. To me, it's sort of like he's kind of losing control. He's losing. I think he's losing control, and I think maybe he feels like I think there's only there's only so much time before this the, this time with Leland is going to be up. And yeah. Stuff. I feel like, yeah, I feel like... And he, he's been so reckless. I mean, we've seen him driving the car all yes. over the place, and he's like, I'm unstoppable. I, yeah. I'm bulletproof. And and now, yeah, it's starting to come down. Like, he wanted to bash Cooper's head in with a right. golf club Too in broad daylight, like, with another cop, like, maybe 10 feet away. Now, in the script, it, the, the original script still had Ben as the killer. So, like, a lot of these scenes, especially when we get to the jail, it's still Ben who is playing this part. I mean, it doesn't mean the actor did it, but at yeah. the time, they wanted, in, the in case it was, it was. leaked, yep. it, it would still come off as Ben is saying all this dialogue. So, I don't remember if, if in this scene, if Ben is talking to Donna, but it's definitely later on in the episode, it's it's Ben who's uh, in the jail. And, oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So, like... 
you know, just the look. He's. He, you right, know. I don't think he knows about. I mean, he might not know about Harold. I mean, there was a whole question of was Harold involved with Bob and all this, but he seems to be. He seems to be really surprised, Leland, there that uh, about Harold and the diary. And, I don't think he knows anything yeah. about. I, I think that Laura kept a lot of secrets from yeah. a lot of people. So. I don't know. And he brings up the the glasses. Those are Laura's glasses, uh-huh. which I think is a, a trigger for him too. That like yeah. he, you know, he's killed Maddie partly probably because it makes him think of of Laura, Laura. and then to have uh, the glasses on Donna probably triggers it too to think about Laura. Yeah, and then he does the classic look in the mirror, and there's Bob. That's yeah. what, you know, yo, Bob's taken over. Well, I think Bob has let go, but Bob is in full form. Yeah, you know. So they do the, you and know. And he, t- he gets his gum, takes out some gum. And now that's the other thing, the gum. Yes. The gum takes um, center, the, center center stage. stage. I know, because you've been asking me, I've several episodes ago, you know, the one mystery that never happened was you know, uh, that the gum was like, that gum you like is coming back yeah, in style. Yeah. And it becomes, it, it's part of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, The gum, it's weird. He chews the gum, and then that's when he decides to... Like, you see Bob. Yeah. And I think when he was in the car and he saw Bob, didn't he chew gum? I can't remember that. And then... I don't think the gum... I don't think gum triggered Bob. Well, I was <laughs> I mean, thinking like, about that. <laughs> I was like... This thing. It's like some kind of antidote. It's like, or it's like, if I pop this in, I'll become super... But Cooper puts Pop's gum. Does Bob... Does Cooper do Yes. It? When yes. does that happen? It in happens. Yes. Oh, you mean like... Okay, yeah. I mean, in the roadhouse? Yes. There? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the gum does... It's like a trigger. Oh, Isn't that fun. weird? Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because they mentioned the gum in the dream. Right. Right. So why would you mention that? that and he's the killer, and he's chewing gum. Yeah. And then... When they're in the roadhouse, well, let's get there. Let's get. We'll okay, get, all we'll, right, we'll, we'll all get, right. We'll get there. So I, I wrote. Oh, um, so Bob wants to kill Donna. So we, we okay, we discussed all this. We know. Yep. Agent uh, Briggs comes back. Uh, the roadhouse. Agent. Oh, you 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 want to go to the roadhouse? Yeah, now? we'll go to the roadhouse. Okay. So yeah, we have the whole uh, Donna and James and Maddie's been murdered, and then we get yep. to the roadhouse. Yeah, now Agent Briggs, we see Agent Briggs. Everybody's coming in. Yeah, one of the well, let's see. You know, one of the people that came by, which I thought was funny, was Big Ed. Like most of these people, most of these people are supposed to be suspects. And it's like, huh? Why is Big? I've always wondered, like, why is Big Ed show up here? Like, is it because he's a bookhouse boy? But the other, yeah, that's probably what it is. But the other thing is in the script. If you remember in the last script, he was he was Leland's part. He was the one driving crazy on the road. Like in the script, yeah, yeah, it was Big Ed, Big and he Ed. was the one looking in the mirror at Bob. So I was wondering if they were kind of covering themselves, and by just uh, bringing him in because he's already he could be Bob, but he's not. I it's, think it's because he he's a big guy. He he could take care of stuff if something went down yeah but i was i didn't know if they were covering their tracks with the script i got put, you yeah, yeah that could but be maybe, but you're okay so so i think the last person to show up was major briggs with the with, waiter with the waiter yeah so that tells you that the waiter is a real person mm. i would always imagine that the waiter was like the giant's lackey and nobody else saw the waiter but for some reason, H. Briggs sees the waiter, and everybody else seems to too. Yeah, so. and, and 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 when when after Cooper got shot, Albert did interview the waiter, and I forgot what he uh, something like Drupal or dro- Droopy or yeah, Droopy, yeah, uh, so, yeah. something like that. But like he he did make fun of the waiter, so yeah. Albert did interview okay. the waiter, so he is real. He is real. I, at some point, I want to talk about it. I can't figure out when when is a good time to talk about. It, but I like just having this discussion about the waiter, and he's yeah, he's a mystery. He's a mystery too. He's a mystery on itself. Yeah. So, Someone's missing, and then the yeah the clock, and then we have, and I love that uh that uh the waiter just flags him down. He's kind of like probably walking in the rain, and says, "Can you please bring me to the roadhouse? <laughs> I need to go." Um. But yeah, I mean, who knows? The waiter could be. He could be like have this like he knows he knows. So why don't we get bring up all oh, the gum? Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. See, waiter gives him some gum. The gum triggers the past because yeah. Cooper. I know that gum. I know that I gum. I used to chew it when I was a kid. And then that's my most favorite gum in the world. That gum you like is going to come back in style. <laughs> All right, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. That's where I was like, the gum connection. Does the gum trigger the past? 
because this is when Cooper takes the gum, and I in my notes I hit my father killed me when he actually hears what Laura said. And if we, if we use the red room where, where for for the whole series so far, the yeah. red room has been like giving clues. Mm-hmm. You see the red curtain. Well, there was curtains in in Jacques' cabin, and oh, you know, like th- there was been different things happening. My arms bend back, and it was because the rope had tied Laura back. And yeah, yeah. Uh, when the birds sing a pretty song. There's music in the air. In that in the Jock's cabin, but there's all these different things that like the dream, and then there's actually a reality in the real world that these things are happening. And it seems mm. like that's probably this is the last real dialogue from the dream yeah. to come true is about the gum. But the big thing is that like so, Leland shares with us that when he was a when he was a kid, he Choose chewed gum. that gum yes. and stuff, which. I, I mean, maybe as we get to the rest of this uh, this episode, I'll talk more about. But I think it's really important. Again, he brought up his childhood when he in his in this in the summers, he would go to his grandfather's place, and that's where he met Bob originally when mm-hmm. he was a kid. And now here again, he's got this. When he was a kid, he chewed this gum, and it's. I keep thinking that it seems like it's we're linked to his childhood. Yes, and, and a full circle. Re, yeah, and he's chew he chews. Was chewing the gum when he killed wanted to kill Donna, and I'm assuming he must have been chewing gum at some point too. But yeah, does the gum help him think about the past? And yeah, like yeah, it's all connected somehow. Yeah, or I think it's just um a trigger. It's like I actually was, I actually because part of me kind of wonders if, like if we if we look at it as possibly that there is is a really a Leland and there is a Bob. Yeah. The Leland, the human part of him that yeah. maybe doesn't know about Bob, maybe he is appreciating when he was a kid. He loved gum, and yeah. the, he, lo- he in this episode, I think, is it no? In one of the episodes, he talks about, to Maddie about how much he loved his summer, you know, the summer summers at the Pearl, yep. Pearl Lake and stuff. So he. Yeah. He 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 almost clings to the past. He clings to his childhood, and there's this episode. May you know by the end of this episode, I think we're understanding why maybe yep. he enjoyed his when he was younger than maybe not now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. and Bob's using that gum to yeah. make him trigger stuff. So yeah, his final trigger, and now he finally remembers that Laura said, "My father, my father killed, killed me. me," and Cooper is so good at keeping that a secret. Yeah, um, because. He has the killer right. in the room, and now the giant gives back his ring. So now this is a very—I mean, this is not your typical mystery show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. you, you know, you don't usually <laughs> have these supernatural things happening to solve a mystery. Usually, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I, we did the DNA and we figured it out. And but it's—it's—it's it's, kind of cool. I mean, I like the—I like this kind of supernatural. Yeah, me too. Um, element he, of the he, show. Yeah, yeah, he gets the ring, and. So he knows who the killer is, and I like the way it's played out. I, I mean, I know what they're doing. Yeah. The only downside, the only strange thing about it is that, like, could you really see that, like, Leland, I would like you to be the attorney of your of your uh, daughter's killer. I mean, like, in, in the real world, there's no way Leland would be like, sure, I'll represent Ben. <laughs> he killed yeah. my, yeah, he killed, he just killed Jock. Why would he be like, well, I'll, I'll take, I'll... I'll help Ben with his case, but uh, yeah, I feel like in the I know, moment, I know we shouldn't overthink it. We yeah. should just say Leland is a lawyer. It makes sense that he could represent him, you know, because he's being processed. But and he's right there. Yeah, I think it's sort of like that excuse to get Leland to go with him. Oh, that de- definitely yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, I, I hear yeah, and also yeah, he 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 killed someone. But yeah, he's a great character to be your lawyer. <laughs> I get yeah, it makes no sense. My daughter, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, so yeah, so they're gonna they're taking Ben away to jail and they're processing and uh, Leland confirms that like oh so they're gonna go he's gonna go to you know he's yep he's gonna he's go the murderer and stuff yep there and and you can just see Leland he doesn't know what's going on or Bob so if they go to uh, they go back to the police station and Cooper whispers into Truman's ear the, a plan and it looks like they're gonna lock up Leland here. But they put they do the old switcheroo, <laughs> and they throw Leland in there instead of Ben, which is really cool. Uh, because they know. I, I mean, I think the blood test and everything. I think yeah. they know. Why don't we bring up the audio? And I think yeah. so. He's making some owl sounds. Who? 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it looks like he's trying to fly out too. Yeah. yeah. That's not Leland. 
I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. Here you go. Laura told me in her dream. We're gonna need a lot stronger evidence than this. How about a confession, Harry? This is tough because I, I could I could like listen Brent's to this whole thing. But... Yeah. If you cannot. All right. Well, so yeah, he basically. Yeah. Um. Oh well, Bob basically Bob is in legal and, and says his body. He, he said he took his body because he's weak. Because Leland's weak, he has better control over his body. Hmm. Right. You know, um, and it it is cool. You know, like Leland, the actor. What's his yeah, name? Ray Wise. Um, really shines in this episode. Oh, he does. He's amazing. And oh, like he, he reminds. It's like reminds me of like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, you he's know? got he's got kind of a Joker face. To yeah, him. like almost like he's super villain. Like he's like why don't you bring up again again. I guess I kind of, sort of did. I have this thing for knives. Just like what happened to you in Pittsburgh that time. Now, Pittsburgh, is that going to be brought up again? Yes, and this, this, I think this still goes back to some things that um, we know about. He, he was shot he, or something? Yeah, he was, well, there was, there, he was wounded. Yeah. And we know about he, he has a partner that's gone AWOL, uh, AWOL and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, why does Bob know this? Like, Bob mm. has some, he knows history about him and stuff. And I think that really does spook Cooper that he would have... He knows stuff, and and, and then he admits to the other murder too. Yeah, right. So he confesses to um, he so, confess the uh, Teresa Banks yes. uh, murder. So, so it's all wrapped up here. We we yeah yeah. Um, he talks about children too, which is kind of interesting in some ways that he has children. I kind of feel like like it's his minions or something, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Yeah, like Charles Manson sort yeah. of thing. Maybe not. Um. And then I think I do. I, th- I think in a second he'll go. Uh, Cooper will, will talk a little bit more about um, why we can connect, you know, Leland to the. Yes, murder. and that's so, what I want to bring up. Yeah. When so why don't we do. bring up some right now? Is that when they're gonna do it? Yeah, I think so. No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're going to. Lucy no, I think and, we're going Dick. to go to Lucy next. Okay, so we got the the, the Dick, Andy, and uh, Lucy. Which show. I want to just I'm gonna mention before okay. we we're gonna gloss over the Dick, Lucy, and Andy side plot with the baby. Um, Dick. It's quite interesting that Lucy decides to keep the baby. So what does Dick do? He lights up a cigarette and smokes in front of a <laughs> pregnant woman. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was the '90s when smoking in in public places was okay. I mean, I think she still wouldn't. I don't think she still appreciates it. No, it's not, but it's so a, funny. Oh, he just yeah. starts smoking a cigarette. The thing is, I think there is some no smoking signs all over, and I think even Albert smokes at some point. And yeah, it's like, they there all is no, do. But there's, it's no smoking signs, and but it, it's a great. Device to get the smoke uh, oh, the, the, for the sprinkler system to go because off. prior you had this really bad repair guy going, yeah. Don't want to make it too sensitive, foreshadowing <laughs> that these alarms will go off. Right. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, too funny. There's a little foreshadowing yeah. for everybody. So maybe we can, bring, I think we can bring up the audio again now. Yeah, or, or do the, you have something else? No, um, this is the scene. Well, well yeah, I'll bring up the audio. Oh, the smoke. So this is it. Ben Horn's blood test. He's the wrong type. Harry, the answer was right in front of me from the very beginning. What did the little man do in my dream? He danced. After Laura's death, Leland danced compulsively. We were told that Bob the killer was a gray-haired man. When Leland killed Jacques, his hair turned gray overnight. The, the, the gray hair. Remember, when I talk, we talked about the gray hair. Right, the white hair, gray. Yeah. And I, I mentioned how he killed Jock, and his hair turned s- white overnight. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. Right. And I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know if I buy it as much, but I mean, I, I mean, you got to connect it and stuff like that. I, I always thought the white hair was just because of uh, stress and stuff. Or you, you actually were probably more right that it happened right after Jock, so it's almost like, yeah. it's almost like a tell that he did kill somebody, or I don't know. Yeah, like, like I think uh, my thing was because I didn't know at the time he was a killer or a possessed or whatever. But yeah, it was the stress or something. But his his hair turning gray overnight was pretty like a clue. So like if I, looking back, I would take that into consideration. But someone who didn't know, I didn't think any. I you know in my head, I'm thinking, did the actor have a different job? Did he have to dye his hair gray for something? Like I didn't right. know. But yeah, I heard that. I'm like, aha! It was like aha moment. <laughs> aha. Aha. Leland said when he was a child, the gray-haired man who lived next door was named Robertson. Mike said the people Bob inhabited were his children. Robertson, son of Robert. 
The letters under the fingernails, R-O-B-T, Bob was spelling his name. A signature Again, on the Again, we, we already knew this, but yeah. Why would he kill her? Laura was writing about Bob in her diary. Leland found it, ripped out the pages she knew he was onto her. It was Leland who placed that call from Ben Horn's office to Laura the night she died. He was the third man outside Jacques' cabin window. He took the girls to the train car. It was his blood we found, not Ben Horn's. Then why kill Maddie? Maybe she reminded him of Laura. Maddie was going home. Perhaps he couldn't bear to part with her. So, like, he, Cooper just lays it out. And yeah. a lot of the stuff we hit upon on this, doing the show. Yeah. And, and I, of course, knew, but you yeah. you did it. You did it on your own. You figured that out. And I know. I, I I was pretty proud of myself in some of that stuff of like, oh, my God. And, you know, in some instances, you know, it didn't mean, mean anything at the time, but now that Cooper's saying it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people watching this, and he says, fire walk with me. Yeah, he's got this whole, the whole uh, poem that uh, the one-armed man said in the dream, he's mm. repeating it again and stuff. And he, yeah, and I, I promise I will kill again. <clears throat> And so then now he's going to uh, – basically Bob is going to kill – I mean, he's, he's, he, Leon's killing himself or Bob's killing himself at the wall, um, running into the wall, hitting yeah. his head on the door, and the sprinkler system goes off. Of course, because uh, Dick is too busy smoking in front of pregnant women. <laughs> and I definitely think I definitely think the uh, we should we should have a little bit of audio of, of uh, Leland here. Yeah, and – oh, when he's uh... – he smashes his head against the door and he's in bleeding profusely. Right. And these sprinkler systems are pretty crazy. I killed her. Oh my god. I killed my daughter. I didn't know. Forgive me. Do you feel that um Bob has left Leland? Yeah, definitely. That I mean, yeah. Yep. And Leland is just I mean, the realizing question is he, what he the did. Question, yeah. I saw him when I was a boy in my dream. Yeah. He said he wanted to play. He opened me, and I invited him, and he came inside me. He went inside. When he was inside, I didn't know. And when he was gone, I couldn't remember. He made me do things. Terrible things. So, remember I was saying, like, Leland, but you you still think... You I'm, still, I'm playing it both ways, and I will for probably yeah, the series and yeah, stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, right. See, I, I mean, think I, he kind of, yeah. like, says it. He says that I don't remember. Yeah. But, I mean, I totally get that confusion, because with Jacques, that, I, that, that was Bob probably in Leland killing Jacques, but... At the same time, he never hit it or said he he just said because I thought it was the person who killed my daughter. So it's so hard to say was that really Bob, right, or, ja- or Leland? And he does basically say that like you know when Bob left me, I didn't remember. Mm. And so sometimes yeah. it could be Leland, and sometimes it could be Bob. So Leland remembered killing Jacques. Did he? Yeah, I can't, I can't. he knows. Okay, he, yeah. he never fought it. He's like, yeah, I thought that was a that's guy. still questionable. I, I still want I, next episode. I want I want to talk about this because we've kind of talked. Yeah, I want to yeah. get into the next episode more about that. But so here's the thing where I think the long lady talked about a, a, a few episodes ago at the, her intro, where about going full circle and about mm. pain and abuse. It really c- comes off to me that Le- let's forget about Bob if we can. It it appears that Leland as a child was abused. It appears, yeah. uh, this is tough. It, it appears that he could have been uh, uh, molested. Mm. It appears that like, I mean, it's hard to say this stuff in a way that like he talks about it, it coming. It, he came into me. I invited him. But mm. like we could look at it as a spirit. But gosh, it's horrifying to think that we could think of it as an act of abuse. That like mm. a, a physical person could be actually abusing him as a child. Yeah, and that—that's where we could get into the idea of even like, could he have made a Bob just to be able to feel more comfortable about like the abuses that he goes through? And, and, and the, that's what's gonna bring up when the, after the scene when they're in the woods, yeah, and they discuss everything, right? Um, I guess yeah. Let's just hop into that conversation. So after the scene, they're, they're all in the woods and they have this great conversation. And I didn't think the way you you said that about like. 
he wants to play, and I let him in. Mm. Um, I took it as the spirit entering him. And that him. makes the most sense, and I think yeah. that's what they're saying. But gosh, you could take it another meaning. I mean, it's I, it's horrific to me to even think about that, but you could take it as a physical... A double meaning, double entendre, yeah. because everything has a dual meaning. Right. But in the scene... Um, now they're in the woods, so you know Leland dies in the, in the, in the jail cell, and they, they, uh, Mr., uh, Major Briggs, Briggs, Cooper, Truman, and Albert... Uh, hang out in the woods. Yeah, and they, what you say makes sense because they they are all thinking out loud to each other going, yeah. you want to bring it up? Why don't we just yeah, have it? Yeah. Cooper acknowledges Briggs, says hello, and they're kind of just hanging out in the woods here. He was completely insane. Think so? But people saw Bob. People saw him in visions. Laura, Maddie, Sarah Palmer. Gentlemen, there's more in heaven and earth than it's dreamt of in our philosophy. Amen. Well, I've lived in these old woods most of my life. I've seen some strange things, but this is way off the map. I'm having a hard time believing. Harry, is it easier to believe a man would rape and murder his own daughter? Any more comforting? So that's... The whole conversation was like it was so good because it's like it it's conflicting and it it confuses the person watching because first they're saying well Albert's like people saw Bob so then you right. have that that spirit side and then you're like well then and Cooper's saying well you know is it make it does it make it easier for you to believe that there was a Bob or that way it feels better it, it doesn't you know it. It, it just makes more sense in your head. Or, yeah, like you're saying, was Bob made up? Was Bob evil? Is Bob just evil? And Oh, right. They did, at one point, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, it, 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 uh, Albert basically says, maybe that's all. Um, Bob is just the evil that men do. Exactly. And yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm like, so, okay, if Leland was molested as a child. Mm. And then he's taking that full circle. He's going to do it to his own child. Right. That's the evil. That's Bob. Bob is not a real person. Bob is just the evil inside of a person. Right. And we can take it both ways. Yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I mean, and I think it's it's easier to, to, to think of it as a yeah. spirit and it, the devil made me do it. It's much easier. And I enjoy the show as, as supernatural stuff. And, yeah. I, and it's hard to think of it as what if... What if the show is really talking about incest and it's really about abuse? And what if that's really the whole concept of the show? And it's, it's, I... Personally, I would rather not talk about that. I'd rather think, yeah, hey, yeah. It's, it's just supernatural. And let's, 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 yeah. But yeah. yeah, they take such a create, such a horrible thing, and they flip it on its head by giving you these spirit and owls and all the this duality. So it makes you question it. But like, yeah, like he, his body, he was taken over because he was weak. Mm-hmm. So a, a weak person could do horrible things, and he, a strong person wouldn't. So you have Mike who is strong now, who wants to fight the bad, and then you have Leland, who is weak and weak because he's doing these horrible things. Yeah. But he's using, you know, Bob, if you just take Bob out of the equation, right. you know, he's just a bad person because he's weak. Yeah. And But then the show gives you that padding of, oh, right. it you don't feel so Right, bad, it's, it's really the know? devil that made yeah, me do it and stuff yeah. like that. I do also like that scene where, you know, Leland's dying on, on the in the prison there in the cell, and he talks about that, oh, Lord didn't let, it, let him in, Lord mm-hmm. didn't let Bob in, and uh, and uh, he basically says, he, at one point he says, I love her, and I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing in some ways that he yeah. says, I love her so much, and then it, it seems like he sees her, or there's a light, and yeah. it's, it, I mean, in some ways it's a beautiful thing to think that, like, can can he be forgiven, and can he join his his mm. daughter in the afterlife. We don't know where it goes from there, but it's still, yeah. in some ways, there's somehow in this crazy, messed up stuff, there's some kind of beauty to think that he loves his daughter and he's so sorry and maybe she can forgive him and maybe in the afterlife there's yeah. there's hope. But uh, yeah. I, so I have, I, I, it's getting late. I know we have to end soon, but maybe, <laughs> I, I'm, tempt, I'm trying to figure out if I want to throw this out there, but maybe I will since we since it's this episode. Okay. So we were talking about uh, Mrs. Trem- Tremond and her grandson, and all of a sudden, they're not in this episode. There's a different Miss Tremon there. Uh-huh. And I don't know if this is a theory that's out there or if this is my own theory or what it is, but... I'll hear it because I have a theory. <laughs> okay. Well, 
So uh, Leland had a grandfather and his summer home, but yeah. we don't hear anything about the grandmother. And c- could the grandson be Leland? Leland? Could it be Leland? Yeah. And I had the same thought after this episode that it was the grandma in Leland as a kid. But you think they would have switched? They would have made some reference to magic. Because the kid's like, I like to perform magic. Well, he does. Because he does his poem, and the magician longs to see one chance out or chant out between two worlds, fire walk with me. That is his chant that he in the cell. It's very mm. brief, but he talks about the. I mean, it was talked when the one-armed man did the poem that the, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds, fire walk with me. So he, there is, it's small, but it still talks about a magician and That's stuff. That's a very interesting, I didn't get that. I mean, so. one, it, it, one way of looking at that, I mean, the thing is the poem was done for the European version and stuff like that. Yeah, but if we yeah. want to reach, we could say maybe the grandson, possibly Leland, longs to see the truth of what's going on Not, maybe yeah. or, or maybe and maybe the whole idea of a magician is to hide the truth to hide i mean we have that cream corn maybe we don't want we don't cream want cream corn, corn. the problem is I, I want to talk about cream corn but we gotta wait there is a reference to what cream corn is cream corn so does, is does that throw your theory if anybody who what does it throw the theory away the cream corn makes perfect sense if if, if we want to get rid of cream corn Okay, right. <laughs> but I, I don't want to get into it right all now. Right, all right, all right. But, but anybody who anybody who knows cream corn means you can get the idea of why maybe somebody wouldn't want cream corn if yeah. Okay. Anyways, but that's but that's I yeah was so you were thinking the same thing that maybe yes, Leland I was is thinking, the grandson. Yeah. Um. That that was the grandmother, and they were somehow. Um. Why would they go to Donna? I mean. Why Donna? I don't know, but because well, Donna's connected to Laura, right? I mean, it's the closest friend, best friend to Laura, so maybe in some ways, the afterlife feels like they have a connection to Laura. I guess, yeah, and she was on. She was looking in the diary. It did lead. It did lead her to Harold. Right. So honestly, it did help her move her in a good direction. Yeah. Um, and they actually recommended they recommended Harold to her. I mean, and I mean, he had the diary. Right. So maybe that's so all. That yeah. was kind of push nudging her. I like that theory. I thought the same thing because I was like, who the heck would that be? And there's no proof of this. I mean, in, the, in our whole whole series in the movie, but there's no proof. But it's a good mystery. It's a great mystery. mystery. Yeah. Well, so, I think it's getting late. But, uh, uh, well, hold on. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I wrote Mike turning to the owl theory works after okay. seeing this. I wrote great episode. And like I said before, this could have been... The last episode in the entire show, right? Back in the nineties, which I and thought for a week it might have been. I really thought it would have been perfect. Yeah. I mean, it really it wraps it up, and it's like you kind of left with where the heck do we go from here? I mean, like yeah, really. I mean, yeah. Oh, oh I guess I should ask you. There is one last scene that happens. It's like so. If Bob was real, where is he now? Oh well, they show the owl. Uh-huh. I think Bob has gone back into the owl spiritually yep. and is looking for a new host and there's leland does enough hooting and howling that that we're supposed to really make us realize that bob is yes an the owl. spirit yeah. are the yeah. owls the owls are not what they seem so yep. metaphorically or whatever the owls are representative of these spirits mm. they could be bad they could be good you right. don't know i agree and um bob i think is gonna find uh another host i'm assuming we haven't heard the last of Bob. I'm assuming Bob comes back. That's a good assumption. <laughs> you know, it's, we've got we still. I guess we're technically only a little halfway over yeah, the series, but yeah. I mean, and this is yeah. So Bob, to me, is gonna take. If I had to predict the rest of this season, he will take us through the rest of this show, and he's going to find another host. Maybe, or he <laughs> right. could just be Bob. I don't right. know. But they give you the owl at the end. I mean, if they gave you if they give you Bob in full form of Bob, that would be very supernatural. Um, but I kind of feel like he might be a ho- he might host someone. I don't know. Yeah, I, I let's don't see. Know. Let's see where we go from there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we're gonna end the show with the last um, sheriff hotline uh, messages. You know, that was the one nine hundred yeah. that happened the next day. And actually, technically, actually, they were they've all wrapped up during the Thanksgiving week off. They they ran this last message, and it didn't even have Andy and uh, Andy and Lucy in it. It just had the mystery guy, I think. 
But it's basically, I think that you could tell they were done. Like it's like yeah, this yeah. probably I, they probably weren't were successful charging two dollars a minute, one dollar extra for every additional <laughs> minute. It's probably yeah. So so this, rather think of it something new to end the show with. They basically, oh, yeah, yeah, what are we going to do? I don't know. We're going to come up with something. We'll figure it out. I'd still, I'd love to do something like clips from uh, interviews. I mean, there's plenty of things okay. we could probably, but I, I, what do you think? Do you have any ideas that you want to end uh, it with? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like the idea. We'll keep it. Yeah. We'll find, always we'll find something bonus. Yeah, yeah, if something else has a suggestion, please email us at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at twinpeaksunwrapped. And you can like us on Facebook at Twin Peaks un- uh, unra- Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Facebook. Like us, and I've been we've been getting more Facebook traffic. I've been adding and uh, posting some different things than you get on the Twitter feed. So it's great to be in both communities. Yeah. And I, I've been getting a lot of great feedback from the David Lynch and the Twin Peaks feed, um, boards on Facebook. Um, like a lot of people. I've been suggesting the show. Hopefully, I'm not too annoying about it. But everybody have been positive and like it, and uh, a lot cool. of a lot of people have been sharing our show on Facebook, so it's good. That's awesome. And you can also, uh, we'd love it if you wrote a review on iTunes. Let other people know about this yes. show. Yes. Uh, review, uh, rate us on iTunes, please. It'd be awesome, and we can hopefully one day be in the top fifty. I'm waiting. I, I know we'll do it. I know it. <laughs> we or our goal really is some Twin Peaks podcast. Yes. Let's see if we can do that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd It'd be, be awesome. something. So thanks a lot. And we are going to end with the 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 one nine hundred hotline. Yes. And next week Joe Baco will be on the show. Yeah. And we'll be reviewing the whole episode. Will just be focused on the killer. Yes. Cool. The killer. Thanks. Well, Twin Peaks might as well be renamed Sleepy Hollow this week. With all that's been going on around here, it's no wonder everyone's lying low for a while. In case your mind's a little foggy, I'll recap what's been going on. You see, it all started when the beautiful homecoming queen, Laura Palmer, was found brutally murdered, her body washed ashore by the Packard sawmill. The murder investigation, headed by FBI agent Dale Cooper and Sheriff Truman, has yielded Ben Horn as the most likely suspect. In fact, between references they found in Laura's other diary and the information from Audrey, they decided to arrest Ben Horn. With his brother Jerry as his legal representative and the taped message from Catherine, (laughs) well, let's just say I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Oh, and speaking of shoes, Leo seems to be coming around slightly as his slurring of new shoes tipped Bobby off, and he found a cassette hidden in Leo's boot, which revealed that Ben was behind the mill fire. Over at the diner, Norma's mom and her new husband, Ernie, showed up. I don't get the feeling that Norma is all that pleased to see them, especially now when all she can think about is M.T. Wentz, the food critic, and getting a good review. It seems Hank recognizes Ernie from their mutual days of incarceration. And I suspect that Hank is up to his same old tricks. Shelly has quit her job since Leo's going to need a great deal of attention. (laughs) Why, she might just be putting his turkey through a food grinder right now, come to think of it. Donna Hayward is feeling pretty guilty about Harold Smith committing suicide and also about not getting to say goodbye to Maddie. But she and James seem to be getting along again. The search for Bob is taking its toll on the one-armed man. I hope he can hold out long enough for Coop and Truman to track him down. Oh, the Twin Peaks police just found that Laura's cousin, Maddie, was murdered in the same brutal manner that Laura was. We know now it was by the hand of her uncle, Leland, who has Bob lurking inside him. Nadine Hurley, you might say she over-recovered from her suicide attempt. Well, she now has the mind of an 18-year-old and the strength of 10 men. <laughs> Ed sure has his hands full with that one. <laughs> sure is quiet without Andy and Lucy to interrupt. But they'll be back next week, along with the rest of Twin Peaks.